Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. saying to um, my studio producer, I'm starting to feel a little uncomfortable because I'm technically getting closer to being homeless. So my, uh, you know that I'm leaving the Socialist Republic of New France, I'm leaving Quebec, and returning to Kathleen Wynne country in Ontario. But while my house is pretty close to being sold, I don't have anywhere to go yet. So... so. I don't know. If, uh, if, if, if you have a nice house... <laughs> in the uh, Burlington-Hamilton area of Ontario, and you want to rent it out, Roy at RoyGreenShow.com, send me an email. It, uh, it gets just a little uncomfortable. I'm going to have to make a, uh, a trip and uh, go and find something. I, I've got some friends who are looking for places for me, but I start to realize the dates are converging on each other. The date that I'm leaving here, the date that I'm arriving there, and there's no permanent address. I was also telling the studio producer that um, my little dog, the, I have to tell you this really quickly, the uh, our six-pound uh, Yorkie, who thinks he's 160 pounds and, and backs off from nothing. He went uh, face-to-face almost with a deer this morning. And uh, usually, you know, when dogs run outside and they start to bark, deer are gone. Well, this was a young deer, and he wasn't going anywhere. He was not backing off. He just turned and stared and splayed his front legs a little bit and dropped his shoulders. <laughs> and I'd never seen this before in a deer. In Yorkie, you know, terriers, right? Don't back off from anything. He didn't turn his body. He just looked over his left shoulder, like, looked at me and like, what do I do now? And I said, uh, Sonny, what you want to do is back up. And there's no backup gear in a Yorkie. So there was a, there was a standoff. And ultimately, the, uh, the deer did decide on its own terms that it was going to go. It was kind of funny. And a lot of activity on Twitter this morning. And uh, boy, oh boy. And it all has to do with, uh, with Justin Trudeau, our nouveau premier ministre. And Mr. Trudeau's decision that um, he was going to criticize the United States. Now, we know this, or at least criticize Americans, and maybe it wasn't a fair question particularly to ask. With the 60 Minutes people, we find from Associated Press that they asked uh, Prime Minister what his criticism was of Americans. So I'm going to develop this a little bit for you, and I put it on Twitter, and there was 
tremendous amount of activity. So he's visiting the United States, our rookie prime minister, Justin Trudeau. And there's going to be a lot of hoopla, a state dinner with his new best friend, Barack Obama. Apparently, uh, the president told him, just call me Barack in in their first phone call. But before all of the splendid cutlery is dragged out and meals fit only for heads of state are served, I know he's not technically our head of state, but our prime minister, our Justin sat for an interview with CBS 60 Minutes television program. It airs tonight. And what is it that Canadians don't like about the United States, our prime minister was asked. Now, if I'm Justin Trudeau and I'm asked that question, I'm going to find a polite way of saying nothing. It's just polite. Well, Mr. Trudeau said this, having uh, Americans should have a little more awareness of what's going on in the rest of the world. That's what the son of Pierre offered. Having a little more awareness of what's going on in the world. Now, that's a shot at your host on behalf of Canadians by our federal government, the head of our federal government. So I'd like to say to my American listeners, and we have a lot of American listeners online, he doesn't speak for me. Particularly not since I was last night, it was about 3 o'clock in the morning, I was going through stuff. You know, I woke up early and I started to go through things that happens when I when I do my shows. On the days I do the shows, I wake up early and I get, get started early. Just when, when I feel really motivated, I get going. I don't care what time it is. So about 3 o'clock in the morning, I start to look for stuff that relates to Justin Trudeau. And I found a column that was written by John Robson in the Toronto Sun in 2013, August of 2013 in which Justin Trudeau, it was really about a column about Justin Trudeau and his father Pierre, how they're almost the same person. But Justin Trudeau is quoted as saying, now remember, this is the guy who said to the 60 Minutes people, you'll see it on TV tonight if you watch the the segment, uh, what is it Canadians don't like about the United States? The answer, having the Americans have a little more awareness of what's going on in the rest of the world. So now I find the column by John Robson from August of 2013, and Trudeau says this, Justin says this. You ready? I don't read the newspapers. I don't watch the news. If something important happens, someone will tell me. Oh, really? This is the Prime Minister of Canada, 2001. I know it's not 2016, but it's a quote from 2001. I don't read the newspapers. I don't watch the news. If something important happens, someone will tell me. And according to John Robson, Justin's dad, Pierre, slept right through World War II with that event barely registering with uh, Pierre Elliott Trudeau. Here's what he wrote. In his memoirs, Pierre wrote that during his high school and university years, he did not read newspapers or listen to the news on the radio. Hmm. On arriving at Harvard in 1944, he realized he'd he'd missed the Second World War, but had no regrets. And in 2001, Justin said, I don't read the newspapers. I don't watch the news. If something important happens, someone will tell me. So, I want to talk to you about that. And then we're going to bring in, a little bit later on in the hour, the fact that our Prime Minister is going to be speaking, uh, is going to be the guest of honor at the uh, two events for the Center for American Progress. As a matter of fact, why don't we bring it in right now? So, there's the 60 Minutes interview and what he said about Americans. And then also on the schedule, those two events with the Center for American Progress. And that's a group founded by John Podesta, the former chief of staff for Bill Clinton, and now the campaign chairman for Hillary Clinton and her quest to sit at her hubby Bill's old desk in the Oval Office. Now, the Center for American Progress 
is virulently anti-Alberta oil sands. Virulently anti-Alberta oil sands. But our Prime Minister is going there as guest of honor for two events. The Center for American Progress has called the oil sands the requisite lefty slur tar sands. They've used dirty oil and other descriptors. And on the board of the Center of, uh, for American Progress is Tom Steyer. He's a billionaire. He's the owner of Next Gen Climate. And he lobbied strongly against the Keystone XL pipeline. All coming together for you now? Meanwhile, in Alberta, where the economy is cratering because of the plunging price of oil, where more than 70,000 jobs have disappeared, and where there's a premier who wandered off to New York and damaged prospects for Alberta tremendously, according to Kevin O'Leary on this program yesterday, in Alberta, where there's a desperate call for the building of the Energy East pipeline to carry oil sands product to New Brunswick to get the product refined into world markets, the difficulties continue to mount in Alberta. Quebec is demanding Energy East pass its provincial environmental assessment, and Prime Minister Trudeau is doing nothing to help get the Energy East initiative done. He can, but he won't. But he will visit, and he will take selfies, no doubt, at two U.S. events hosted by loudly insistent opponents of the oil sands and the pipelines. Whose side is this guy on? He has no time to help rescue Alberta's economy, which has for decades kept other Canadian economies afloat through transfer payments, but he has time to make sure convicted dual citizens who commit terrorist attacks against Canadians don't lose their Canadian citizenship. I have a, I have a lot of problems with all of this stuff. And I want to talk to you about it at 888 Phone lines are open now. You can also call 416-870-6400. 416-870-6400. Justin Trudeau said, I don't read the newspapers. I don't watch the news. If something important happens, someone will tell me. But then he tells 60 Minutes he thinks Americans... Um, should have a little more awareness of what's going on in the world. But he says, uh, I don't listen to the news. I don't read newspapers. If something important happens, someone will tell me. And then he's going to go to this Center for American Progress as guest of honor, do a question and answer segment where this group that is so opposed to the oil sands and so opposed to the pipelines and clearly it's a damaging situation to the Alberta economy. What is the Prime Minister of Canada thinking? Now we also have um, the reality that for some reason the Canadian Association of Petroleum Producers is a partner to these events along with Suncor and Shell. They're, um, They're sponsored by Canada 2020, which is a liberal think tank. So I'm guessing the Canadian Association of Petroleum Producers are covering their bets, Suncor and Shell. You in Alberta, how do you feel? The rest of the country? Does Prime Minister Trudeau speak for you? 888 we will take a break, we'll come back and we'll get started with your calls.
You can send emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Follow me on Twitter at the Roy Green Show. Here's some tweets that came in this morning after I started a tweet about the uh, issues we're talking about now with the Prime Minister. Just a couple I'm going to read to you. Kathy uh, writes, I don't think he's smart enough to see the contradiction in this. Uh, old girl lived the life of the wealthy upper crust. Why would we expect he would care anything about average people? Not surprised. Uh, disco stew, that's the thinking you have when you don't work a day in your life. Embarrassing. And um, see what else we've got here. Red Pepper, and nothing has changed. Sonny Boy Jr. is still living in fantasy land. Uh, Joan, but it's untrendy to trash and betray one's friends, neighbors, and allies. At Justin Trudeau, motivated only by one world politics. Uh, Greg B., very well put. Selfie PM is in no position to be electoring Americans. And let's see now, Mylene, no point asking if you, Miss Harper, your audience replied to your tweet exactly the way you were hoping they would. Boo! Chantal, realize bitter butthurt conservatives are trying desperately to slam PMJT, even when the rest of the world knows the truth. Oui, qu'est-ce que la vérité? What is the truth? 888-225-8255-416-870-6400, Green Show Chorus Radio Network. We're going to start with Anne, who's in beautiful London, Ontario. Hi, Anne. Oh, hi, Roy. Thanks for taking my call. I know my friends are extremely intelligent that live in the United States. They're acutely aware of world events, and they're particularly aware of the horror going on in Europe. And they simply do not wish to have the same thing imported into their country. And quite frankly, I mean, short of sending me sympathy cards, that was their position when Justin Trudeau got elected. They felt sorry for me and for this country. They are not happy with him. They think he's a moron. In fact, I had one friend... Well, what do you that. think? Uh, well, I think what do you he think, is, too. I, don't, I think he's a national embarrassment. In fact, Roy, one of my friends literally emailed me to ask, and she was serious and not being sarcastic. She said, honestly, Anne, is this guy high? Because when I hear him and I hear clips of your prime minister in the United States, he is so far gone. I literally... Okay, so you're not a big fan. You're not a big fan of, uh, of Justin Trudeau. Not at all. Clearly. And his, his, his um, persona... One of the, what, what, I, what I have real difficulty with, first of all, I don't like what he's done on 60 Minutes, but we'll see what the context is tonight. But the other thing that I really don't like is that he's going to speak to this group that is so anti-oil sands at a time when Alberta needs all the support that it can get after its support of this country and Albertan support of this country through equalization payments for decades, what is the prime minister of this country going to go, what is he doing going there for a Q&A particularly as a guest of honor with a group that has savaged the oil sands and argued against the Keystone XL pipeline and no doubt has nothing good to say about Energy East? What is he thinking and what are they thinking? And I thank you for the call. Now, John in Toronto sees it differently. Hey, John. Hi, good morning. Afternoon, how are you? Good, sir. How are you doing? Accepting my call. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I wanted to comment on, on, a, on a variety of those uh, points. The uh, pipeline going across our, our fair country is uh, at a time when oil is so low, it just seems unfeasible. Ontario has invested so much into green technology, and, and that seems the more, most more sustainable and um, effective route, in my opinion. John, you, you, John, wait a minute. You're telling me that green technology is a good substitute or a good replacement for a pipeline in 2016? 
the pipeline, uh, sure, we need to help out our, our um, uh, neighboring uh, provinces, of course, that have supported us, but it's not really the rest of Canada's uh, fault that Alberta has heavily invested into the dirtiest oil on the planet. No, no, John, we need the pipeline for our national economy. Even Justin Trudeau has acknowledged that. You still there? Yeah, our economy does not, should not be so dependent on, on dirty oil, in my opinion. Well, opinions are one thing, facts are another. We need the pipeline. We need the natural resources. The world still runs on oil. There are still thousands of coal-fired plants being built globally. Nothing's changing overnight. If you don't get that pipeline, this country is going to suffer economically. Not just Alberta, but the country will suffer economically. But what do you think of the fact that he tells Americans they ought to be more aware of the world? I think awareness is a, is a great thing. I think that the Liberal government is one of an, and has been uh, uh, one of the more morality uh, uh, instilling uh, leadership in this country, and that's probably what got, us elect, got them elected. Um, the, the ability to lead and implies a moral cause, and if Americans are, are so, uh, their, their compass, their moral compass is so cute, it's affecting us as their, closest, as their closest ally and neighbor. Do you go to your neighbor's house and insult your neighbor? Thank you, John. I appreciate the call. I do. I just don't understand it. Uh, Eric is in Oakville, Ontario. Eric, go ahead, please. Yeah, I just found this last guy who said about Americans' moral compass. You know what? Americans, they have a lot of values that we have. I mean, but anyways, to side back, with the whole pipeline issue, so Justin Trudeau wants to basically nullify it because all these proponents of canceling the pipeline are saying, well, gas prices are down, so it's useless. What happens when oil prices rebound and we're not ready? Well, exactly. They already killed shipping on the West Coast. Now we're killing it on the East Coast, and we're going to have a glut of oil sitting there, and we're buying it from the Saudis and now from Iran because we just got a gift from Obama. He's selling ourselves short. What's going to happen when the oil prices go up? Like and what's said, the what's the message that he's sending by going to this Center for um, American Progress? What's the international message that Justin Trudeau is sending about the federal government of Canada's support for its own resource agent uh, 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 economy? He's not sending a good message at all. He, he's, he's sending all the wrong messages. He, I, his first hundred days, I can't think of a single thing positive that he's done for Canada. All right, thank you very much, Eric. I appreciate your call in Oakville. One triple eight two two five, eight two five five is my number. It's the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Triple eight two two five eight two five five, or four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. We're going to continue with your calls and continue with your opinions on Justin Trudeau, our Prime Minister. What he said to Americans: they ought to be more aware of what's going on in the world. This from a man who said he doesn't read newspapers and pay attention to the news, um, and his speaking to this organization that slams pipelines and the oil sands will come back. I guess you never let the facts intrude on enthusiasm. Ken sends me a tweet to at the Roy Green Show. Goodbye, oil sands. Electric vehicles, conservation, biofuels, mandates... And inexpensive Saudi oil. Ken, wake up. Wake up. That's all I can say. 
wake up. Read a little. Listen up. Triple A two two five eight two five five four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. Um, how about William, who's in Toronto? Hey, William. Hey, how you doing? Good, sir. How are you doing? Excellent. I'm a great fan of your station. Love coast to coast. I listen to you guys as much as possible. So, as I was saying to uh, the person who answered the phone, I've been worried about Mr. Trudeau, Justin, our Prime Minister, for many a year. I thank him for his service, like I thank all politicians. It's a dirty job. But, I mean, economically, I think the man is a disaster. I don't think he has any truth. You sound like George Carlin. Well, you know, I'd, I'd hate You do. No, you really do. Man. You sound like George Carlin. Hey, dude, I missed my calling, but I'm, I'm in total agreement. We need the pipeline. We need yeah, to, we do. We need to renegotiate some things. We need to take a second look. We need to... to it's yeah. a national economy. It's not just... A, you know, people get angry in Alberta. There's, sure. a, there's an attitude... There's a negative attitude among some people in central Canada mm-hmm. toward Alberta. I agree. I've, I've seen it all my life. And it's I'm pointless. A and maybe it's because Albertans have been so good to the rest of the country. I agree. There's a bit it's of a, a bit of a place. complex in some in some Canadians. It's a beautiful place. I was there in Fabulous. 1979. Good but I mean, we are a nation, and we have coast to coast to coast. So should the Prime Minister be talking to this group, this Center for American Progress? Depending on who his advisors are, I think he should be listening. I think he should make better... He's going to Washington. There's a ton of things he can do as Prime Minister on I a state so. visit to attend two meetings of this group and then do a Q&A. Well, Come on, you know, ho- hopefully he's got some guidance there as opposed to just catch my good side photo op. Now, <laughs> economically, again, I think he's going to spend us into a deeper uh, debt deficit position. A lot of people don't understand economy, the, the economic... Okay, buddy, listen, I can't take too, too long. Yeah. So you're saying, give it to me in one sentence. I'm saying you're right. We need the pipeline. We need to get it done. It's not just me. Yeah, yeah, hey, brother, I'm on your side. Yeah, thank you, buddy. I appreciate your call. It's not just me. It's a national economy. We're players in the international game. We're bringing tankers into Montreal up the St. Lawrence with foreign oil. We need the Energy East pipeline built. It's for the good of everyone. Jim is also in Toronto. Jim, go ahead, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Roy, um, just to take you aside a bit in regards to, it's not really the oil issue. I'm surprised people didn't see it coming with Justin, but let's be candid, Roy. 18 to 25-year-olds, I want my dope, and I want it now. And frankly, uh, why why should people be surprised? And, and by the way, uh, Justin and Gerald Butts and the rest of them are just holding off until Donald Trump enters the White House and starts reading the riot act to us up here. Spend an extra billion dollars on defense, put your affairs in order. Don't worry. Uh, all this is doing, uh, it's um, ushering in the era eventually, a uh, roy of authoritarianism. Canada's not going to get away uh, with what happened 40 years ago. Well, in- Mr. Trudeau... Speaking to 60 Minutes, mm-hmm. I'll just read the story from Associated Press. Mm-hmm. Um, he also seemed to take a jab at an unnamed U.S. presidential candidate whose rise he attributed to Americans' lack of knowledge of foreign affairs. Now listen to this line. A spokeswoman for Trudeau said she didn't immediately know which candidate Trudeau was referring to. <laughs> Roy, are you going to put <laughs> little Justin on the same level as 
you could say a lot about Pierre Elliott Trudeau, but I'll tell you something. He traveled the world twice, looked after his late father's uh, oil uh, uh, industry, was highly educated, went toe-to-toe with Duke. Should Justin Trudeau be talking to the Center for American Progress? Absolutely. Right now? What's he going to do for Canada by doing that? Roy, it's inconsequential because you know what? No, it's not. It's not inconsequential. If you have the Prime Minister of Canada speaking to an American group that's headed by the former uh, Chief of Staff for the President of the United States, who's the campaign chair for Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. and he's talking about, he's talking to them, and they are opposed to the pipeline, they're opposed to the oil sands, mm-hmm. that sends an international message. Well, let me put it to you this way, Roy. He's got a cabinet around him. I would have much preferred to lose to somebody like Mark Garneau, a General Andrew Leslie, a Bill Blair who's there. The grown-ups, remember, in the end, are probably controlling little Justin the man. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. I appreciate your call. Thank you very much. Who is in control? Really? In Airdrie, Alberta, Patrick. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Go ahead, please. Well, I just want to say the reason why they're making him a guest of honor is because he's the one putting money in their pockets. No pipeline from where I live out to uh, out east can't get our uh, oil to Tidewater, but the Americans can get all their water to Tidewater or get all their product to Tidewater. So, of course, they're going to prop him up. He's, they're putting, he's putting money in their pockets. When, you, when on the board of directors of this Center for American Progress is um, a billionaire owner of a company that is looking at and, and is in fact investing in future technologies and who has lobbied hard against Keystone XL, you know exactly what you're getting. Yeah, you know exactly what you're getting. <laughs> I mean, you I know, know what you're getting. getting. <laughs> so why go, why go and speak there and why would the Canadian uh, petroleum producers under, underwrite be partners in this? I know they're just they're, they're, they're partners with Canada 2020, but that's a liberal think tank. But here you've got the Canadian Association of Petroleum Producers, and you've got Suncor and Shell uh, partnering with Canada 2020, while Justin Trudeau goes and speaks to the American Center for Progress. It just it makes my head spin. You're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. If he goes down there by himself, he doesn't have our interest in, in, in check. So you got to kind of have a chaperone to kind of speak for yourself if he doesn't do it for Don't you, if you're the prime to. minister of the country, don't you want to go to the United States, which is your biggest market, and sell your product? Yes, but uh, he's not into that. They don't want our product down there because that will cut into their revenue stream. That's true. Thank you for the call. Patrick in Airdrie, Alberta, 888 416-870-6400. Does Justin Trudeau speak for you? Having a little more awareness of what's going on in the rest of the world, I think, is what many Canadians would hope for Americans. Wow. And sell the pipeline, Justin. Get it done here. And then sell it in the United States. Sell it to investors. It's not just for Alberta, it's for all of us. And then there's that quote from our Prime Minister. I don't read the newspapers, I don't watch the news. If something important happens, someone will tell me. Well, on my uh, Facebook page and on my webpage, RoyGreenShow.com, I offered to put the Prime Minister on my news distribution list. I'd be more than happy to do that for him. Francis is in Newmarket, Ontario, on the side of Justin Trudeau. Francis, make the case. Uh, on the side of Justin Trudeau, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's all going haunt. I'm uh, I'm not fighting there. 
Uh, it's appalling. Um, if I hear the, the, the term dirty oil one more time, I'm go- going to bloody scream. Uh, we're buying oil from uh, regimes that treat women like less than se- second-class citizens, like worse than livestock. And somehow the oil coming out of Alberta is deemed dirty oil. If you recall years ago, there was a big, uh, they were looking to ban the, the, the sale and, and purchase of, of quote-unquote blood diamonds because they were coming out of high-conflict areas in Africa. Right. And, of course, the liberals, the bleeding hearts were all over that. Now, somehow, the oil coming out of Alberta is the dirty oil, and we're supposed to support these Middle East regimes that treat women like cattle. It's absolutely absurd. Justin Trudeau is, is an embarrassment to this country. The poor fella, he did inherit his father's charisma, I think, but sadly his mother's wit. Well, I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think it's fair to, um, to bring his mother into it. But I, I tweeted earlier today, one of the things that I tweeted was, after Paris, and this said a lot to me about this man, after the, uh, the massacre in Paris, two days later, he was in Turkey, and what was he doing? Grinning and posing for selfies. That was his introduction. That was what the world saw of him immediately after Paris. And I just, it just did not speak well. It didn't, it didn't, sh- it didn't suggest maturity to me. I know, I guess he's gone. Her caller's gone. Uh, let's go to Lamont, Alberta, and Ken on the Green Show. Lamont, uh, Ken, go ahead, please. Ken? Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead, Are please. You? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, yeah, I live in Lamont, Alberta. We're called the, the heartland of Alberta. In fact, we have uh, quite a bit of oil around our area. In fact, I worked in the patch. And, yeah, I agree with your last caller. I've got a new term for the for that oil that the Easterners are doing, and I call it blood oil, same as blood diamond. But, yeah, this Trudeau, like, my God, is bad enough his dad comes through Calgary and gives everybody the finger way back in 84. I remember the NED. Uh, that just devastated. I was living in McMurray at the time. And, uh, yeah, he does, he's trying to go to bed with the with people who are giving money, but he's also trying to be buddy-buddy. He was out here getting an uh, honorary headdress from the Casino Reserve. We're not already chief first first prime minister since Ethan Baker, but that's all he is about himself himself. If I were to if I were to get a group of your friends into a room together, and I were to ask them how they feel, and we did a couple of shows on this a few weeks ago, if I were to ask them how they would feel about Alberta separating from Canada, and I did that because of the kind of sentiment that I was seeing in emails, particularly that were coming from Alberta and from other Western provinces like Saskatchewan, particularly. If I were to get a group of your friends in a room together and we were to talk about what the Prime Minister is doing in the United States, what he's told 60 Minutes, which is really basically insulting the Americans, but that he's going to be speaking to a policy center, an, an organization, a lobby group that is lobbying against Alberta's oil industry, that is lobbying against pipelines, that makes it, make it, makes it its core, almost its core reason for being, as far as its involvement with Canada is concerned, to slag the oil industry. If I were to ask you guys and ask your friends how they feel about it, if they if they have a, a separation thoughts, what would they say to me? Well, you know what? Um, I know a lot of them, and uh, I guarantee you one thing: there's not a not a province in this country that stands up more proud Canadian supporting our country. You, like I'm, I'll talk hockey now. We're juniors at the Olympics. My daughter even represented uh, Canada at a horse a horse riding event. And I'll tell you now, we're proud Canadians, true and true, 
will suffer through four years of Trudeau. But you know what? As the old saying goes, payback is up. I got you. Thank you, Ken. Glad to hear that there's that nationalist sentiment because when things go sour and people are angry and they're economically disadvantaged already, and it's happened very quickly in Alberta, more than 70,000 jobs gone so fast, and the price of oil plunging, and the dollar going down with it. When that kind of thing happens, when it's a combination of events, and then you have the situation developing that we have developing in the United States with the Prime Minister of Canada talking to this lobby group as the honor, as the guest of honor, and then I, I wonder what the Q&A is going to be like, that can make people so angry that they'll say things that they might later regret. We'll take a break. We'll come back. I've been holding off uh, for a while on commenting on something that Kathleen Wynne said in November of last year. It's just been steering away. It's been bothering me, and I've been holding off, and I'm holding off no longer. We'll talk to you about it in the next hour. Because what the Ontario Premier did was essentially call the majority of Canadians or point the finger of racism at the majority of Canadians if pollsters' numbers are correct. And even if the pollsters' numbers were not correct, the Premier of Ontario stepped way out of line. And that's not just my opinion. That's an opinion that's shared by a former Liberal Premier of British Columbia, Ujal Dessange. And I was in touch with Mr. Dessange over the last couple of days. I wanted him to come on the program. And he can't because he's in a different time zone and it just doesn't work for him. Not in not the Canadian time zones. It just doesn't work. But I'll read to you what he has to say about Kathleen Wynne. And I'll tell you what I have to say about it. And then we'll hear what you have to say. By the way, let me just read you a couple of lines about this um, Center for American Progress. Um, this was my, I believe, National Post story, I believe. The group's board of directors includes billionaire Tom Steyer, president of NextGen Climate, an anti-oil sands activist who helped spearhead the fight against Keystone XL pipeline. Uh, they also urged uh, Obama and... Uh, there's a phone ringing here. Where is my phone? Well, isn't that something? Now, who's calling me? Should I answer this on the air? I don't think so. Let's turn this off. I thought I had it turned off. So the group's board of directors includes billionaire Tom Steyer, president of NextGen Climate, and an anti-oil sands activist who helped spearhead the fight against Keystone XL Pipeline. They also urged Obama to, quote, limit the production of dirty tar sands oil by rejecting Keystone. So this is the, uh, this is the group that Justin Trudeau is going to be speaking to as part of his state visit to the United States. All right, everything's going south on me here now. The computer's having a little bit of a moment. Let's uh, let's try Calgary and uh, see if I can get... No, let's go to Edmonton and see if I can get Phil on. Phil, go ahead, please. Hi, Roy. Yes, sir. Um, you know, <laughs> Justin Trudeau, and, and, and even going to talk to this, this American uber-left-wing anti-Canadian think tank, you know, I was thinking about this while I was going on hold. I, I think he honestly, he doesn't get it. And he thinks he's cute. He, you know, in everything he does, he's, you know, going on, like you said, even with the whole 
you know, I don't listen to the news. I don't read the papers. I don't need to because I have my underlings. So somebody, somebody will tell me if something's oh, happened, right? Emperor. Somebody will tell me. Exactly. If it's important enough for him to worry about, kind of like the, the Balkans, I guess they don't exist in his mind or something along those lines, right? So, same as Alberta. Mind you, I think him and Rachel probably have a tacit understanding that... But what's the feeling in Edmonton? What's the feeling in Alberta? Well, When you know that he's going to do this, when you know the Prime Minister should really be selling Alberta oil, should be selling the pipeline, not just for Alberta, but for the country, but specifically for Alberta, uh, yeah. when it's not happening, when he's doing what he's doing, what's the reaction? You know, it, it's, it's, well, it's, it's one of, if you don't want us here, guess what? Maybe we'll just try our luck somewhere else. I mean... We, I'm old enough to remember the NEP. There's a lot of Albertans still here. There's a lot of unemployed. Not Albertans. that long ago. That's that's right. And he's doing exactly the same thing, only worse, because he's he's just he just doesn't come across like he's bright enough to have actually formulated this in his own mind. To be honest with you. But somebody made the plans, and he had to approve. Oh sure. Someone made the, this this Canada 2020 group. Oh, arranged for his visit to the Center for American Progress. And that's not by mistake. That's not by accident. No. Oh, absolutely There's an not. agenda. There's a oh, definite sure. agenda here. Absolutely. These things don't happen just because it comes out of the blue. When you're when it's a state visit involved, you choose very carefully where you're going to go, to whom you're going to speak, and what the profile is going to be. Absolutely. And what the message is going and to be. And what the message is going to be. And the message will not only be received by Americans mm-hmm. or by and by Canadians, it's going to be received by international investors as well. You bet. And like my wife pointed out, she was on a Facebook um, thing here a while back, and one of the people that were on there was from France. And basically, a lot of these people think he's an idiot. Um, There's a lot more to come. Phil, I'm sorry I've run out of time. No worries. But I appreciate your call. Thank you so much. We're going to come back and tell you more about the next hour and what's coming up for the rest of the show right after this.